just noticed what you were wearing with your shirt anyways ladies and gentlemen we are keys to the city i'm your host trevor keys another episode of keys to the city with your host t keys trev keys and t3 ted keys aka mr grinch bro there were, i feel like that was so much you just introduced like what 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 did i just hear from you like what i just introduced us because i got paul i i had to i had to do, yeah t3 ted keys trev i said my name twice i just want to emphasize my name so i said it twice because of how important i am what is he doing well some people could say what are they doing to the college football committee We'll talk about that in a little while because I know, I know there are some frustrated, frustrated people in the college football world. Down in my state, actually, I should say, Florida is uh, going after the CFP committee. Unbelievable, right? When you don't get your way and you got to bitch and moan and complain. Oh, it's not fair. Well, life's not fair. It's a tough shit. Deal with it. They're not one of the four best teams in college football. But we have a special treat for that because we will be joined by a special guest about it. We'll talk about the college football playoff. But last week, we've been taught Ted, think about this. This whole entire year, this whole season, he's on mute right now. He's talking. He's not even paid. He's he'll literally no. answer. No, well, I know. I know you're talking. It's okay. I was just breaking your stones because I know listen, I'm gonna I was trying to remove the camera, and but gonna, I don't want to. And you're gonna be like, wait, what'd you say? I'm gonna be like, great. Now I have to no, no, again. No. And then you're gonna repeat to me, wait, you just said the same thing a million times. because I, I have to repeat it sometimes Stop. to you because I know that your brain. And I love you. You know, I'm breaking your stones, and I can only do this. To any, I couldn't do this to anybody else. Your brain takes a while to process things. It's like me. That's why we're very similar. No, it doesn't. What I was saying. You, was, your brain don't process? What I was saying is those mini, <laughs> nuggets, like? those mini nuggets I just made um, supposedly are really good. Well, you can wait uh, another half hour or so. And wait, I'm not wait. eating them right now. I'm just making them for later. Ted doesn't have a brain, he just told me. Pretty much, that's what he said. I'm gonna say You could speak under your breath. It's okay, man. It's okay, Mr. Grinch. I'm just waiting for you to uh I know. I'm just, I, come on, we can't just go right into it. We gotta just, you know, yeah, we, gotta yeah, we, feed, we gotta feed into it. Listen, what I, I'm yeah, breaking I, your stones. This is what we do. We're brothers. I gotta break your stones here and there. Come on. Wanna get right into it? We gotta be we're gonna be stiffs because we're be stiff. Well, here's the thing. We're talking NFL first, right? No, but think about it. This whole year, how we've been talking. Maybe we finally have our answer because we've been saying it just kind of like the MVP race. We don't know who is the leader of the pack when it comes to the Super Bowl. Well, maybe we just got the answer, Ted, because the San Francisco 49ers, we've been talking about them for so long for the past couple of years and how consistently great they've been and consistently dominant they've been, but they haven't been able to accomplish the ultimate feat, which is a Super Bowl championship. They just had a pre-Super Bowl matchup, it felt like, the rematch of last year's NFC title game, and boy, how the results changed. <laughs> last year, we remember how the game went. This year, whole different ballgame. Brock Purdy's healthy, and we've been saying, when this team is healthy, they are the most complete and overall best team in football, and if anybody wants to have an argument about that, just go back and watch Sunday's game, and you can tell Right from the bat, right from the, I'll say after the first quarter, right off the bat, this is the best team in football. And I think we have a clear cut now, go to favorite of winning the Super Bowl, Ted. When you see this game, having Debo back, I'm, I mean, wow, 
you get Debo Samuel involved alongside with Brandon Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle with a healthy Brock Purdy. Yeah, that's a scary lineup. And you just saw it on display on Sunday. So tell when you see this, have we finally, it is December 5th. Have we finally can sit here and say that is the Super Bowl favorite. And if they somehow get the number one seed, you can almost book the 49ers playing in Allegiant Stadium, Las Vegas this year. Well, I think, Trev, when we had this discussion earlier in the season, when we had 49ers in the first five weeks as the prohibitive favorite in the NFC and maybe in the whole league, yeah. we know they're the most talented team in the league. That's not a question. The question is the type of play that they they they, they produce on a weekly basis, a very physical type of play. Listen, yeah. they have Hall of Famers all over the field. When Trent Williams is healthy, when Debo is healthy, this team is dangerous. You see it. The, the two top teams in the NFC – other than the 49ers, the Eagles, and the Cowboys. And what happened to them this year? They've gotten crushed by three touchdowns, both teams. Both gave up 42 points, too. Yeah, what was it, 42 to The total score of their two games have been 84 to 29. Okay. Oh, wow. So they only scored 10 points. So it was 42 10. Yeah, remember, it was 42 now, to 10. Listen, I, do I think Dallas is a much better team than they were when they played earlier season? Yeah. Do I think Dak and the Dallas Cowboys have played? Great football in the last five, six weeks. Absolutely. When we got in the argument last week, we discussed the Cowboys, and I'm like, they are very dangerous. But you're like, Ted, who have they played? I get it. Here, here, Here's – It's like the Dolphins argument. To, but going the back to thing. your original question, so I'm not all over the place. Yes, the 49ers, as we know and we should know, they're the best team in the league when fully healthy. They are. It's not a question of – But have who. they established themselves as the favorite, like prohibitive favorite? I'm not saying like a slight favor. I'm well, saying that's the, the team, boom, that's going to win it Well, all. here's the thing. The Eagles still hold the number one seed in the NFC. Which is yes. But so, it just shows now the home field advantage doesn't really play a difference because well, of what they just did on Sunday. Well, oh, listen, the, if they play again, I, as much as I would like the 49ers, it's a, listen, playing a team again twice. Ted, is it a 23-point difference, though? Oh no! Like they just the got killed think, by twenty three points. Game, I think like, the game is much closer. They didn't oh. lose by a field goal. They got they got that's, they got taken behind the woodshed, Ted. Like we me. like to say, that and they got bitch slapped around. That, that doesn't bother me. It has okay. no effect on the okay. uh, second game. When you play a team again the second time, you are more highly motivated, especially after the way they lost. Think about it. Think about it. Yeah, the but that defense has the Eagles beat by a high school team or one of your rivals, and then you get to play them again. Yeah, what a more I motivation. Hundred percent. So you might your focus, the game, everything could be a lot different. And as we've seen in this league, damn, every week there's a major injury of someone's. It's uh, it's so unbelievable. Like is, last night, seeing Travis, Travis Lawrence go down, man. Remember this conversation we had four or five years ago with all the major injuries of the quarterbacks? Well, it's happening like, again. Bet. Yeah, not good. But, but now it's everybody. The, it's not just quarterbacks. Well, especially in the AFC. I mean, you look at the AFC East. Rodgers goes down. Listen, at the end of the day, I still think the Jets would suck. They're not, they, but they would be more viable for a playoff. They'd probably be in better contention. Yeah, come. Yes. Come. Yeah. But they're so awful. And it's not just the quarterback. There's a lot of issues with that team. We're not going to get into the Jets because I don't really care about them. Okay. And then you look at the, the Browns, right? Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow for the Bengals. Significant, significant injuries for both of those teams. Pickett, mm-hmm. I get it. The Steelers, I don't think there is good. The, how about this, Ted? Would the Colts? Because if you look at the Colts right now, they're Anthony seven. Richardson. They're okay, seven yeah. and five. If the Colts had Anthony Richardson, well, where would they be right now? Well, would they be better? 
Or Gardner Mitchell playing better ball because he's not. They're the only ball. one game back in the and and now a completely different AFC. Like the AFC now is oh my. Like oh yeah, who who is going to be the who's going to be well, that there, team that now, comes out of now the AFC? AFC there is there is no favor. There is no favor in the AFC whatsoever. No, the NFC the NFC is a three team race. We, I'm, I've already eliminated Detroit. I don't trust them. Their defense and pass rush. If you saw but the with the, the way that the 49ers is my point is with the way the 49ers have decimated both, not just Dallas, but Philly as well Here's on the thing. road you in a game like that. Does, it, it's got to mean I, something, man, that yeah, they're just like throwing. In the, they're in the just, power rankings for this week. In, in, but know. do you have any trust in Dallas or or um? I trust Philly them. anymore after after what oh, just yeah. happened. Still tr- you still got to trust Philly, but that's why this game this week, Dallas-Philly, has even more significance. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because if Philly loses again and then Dallas wins, it, listen, it just it changes. Well, guess who goes to number one then? Dallas, right? No, it's the 49ers, no, 49ers, bro. Now, here's the thing. Dallas is, is a much better team at home in the playoffs than they are on the road. And we know that every team's better usually, except for the Giants, are better home teams than they are. That's the truth. Giants do. Oh, that's the, that's that's the truth. That is the truth. So, I mean, listen, do, would I give Philly a chance? Absolutely. If they had the home field NFC Championship game, Philly home against the 49ers, I'd be like, beware. Because now you got to beat them again. I, I would take the 49ers all day, every day over both I teams. would still be they scared. Pr- of- they prove something. They, I mean, that's something, well, I man. Get it. I, listen, but here's the thing. Were they a little bit motivated off of last year's debacle? Remember how they – Ted, think about listen, this. There was a lot of Sorry. shit talking. A lot of shit Oh, talking. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. They spanked them. But think I'm about this you, though, Ted. Think about this. Rocking and rolling, and I would not if I'm the if I'm the 49ers, I do not want to go to Philly again and have to play them. Do you remember how poorly they played though in that first quarter? And it was oh only, my god! And they it was out. only. But my thing was, it was only six nothing. Like that's the thing. Do, Philly dominated that whole first quarter. San Fran couldn't get anything going. They had negative yards. Couldn't run the football. Purdy three and outs. Bam, bam, bam. And Philly was only up six nothing. Sounds like a giant game when they should be up like 14, 21, nothing, and you keep the team in the game. I, I'm listen, just saying the 49ers are home or on the road when healthy because Philly has problems in the secondary and the linebacking crew. They can't cover. They're a different defense than they were last year. Their pass rush is not the same that it was. And Dallas, look, I get it. Their defense is great, but they struggled last week against Seattle. The offense isn't playing lights out. Dak and, and CD have been one of the best duos in all of football this season. I just can't trust Mike McCarthy in Dallas, man. It's t- There's a reason, and I get it. The 49ers are in the same discussion. There's a reason why these two franchises haven't won Super Bowls. The famous franchises, they haven't won Super Bowls in over 30. Dallas, 28. San Fran's even longer. There's a reason. I don't trust Dallas. Yeah, and Kyle Shanahan, I think, is what? Never come back from a double-digit deficit? Yeah, and Shanahan, I get it. My, we like to bash McCarthy a lot, and Shanahan always gets a lot of praise. But look at Shanahan over the past with the decisions he's made. He was the if we all remember, he was the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons in the epic twenty-eight to three collapse game. And you can make the argument the MVP race is the three quarterbacks in the NFC. Best teams in football? No, their quarterbacks are the MVPs. I would say Jalen. Yeah, and then Baltimore, and then probably Lamar. I would say Jalen Hurts was leading. Up yeah. until last week, not anymore. I think D- Dak and Purdy are one and two. That's, that's what the, that's what Vegas says. I'm I know only that's going crazy. What the favoritism gives me more hope that my boy CJ Stroud could come out of nowhere and win me some money, well, baby. No, I think that's where Tyreek. How is that? Wait, but how is that not realistic though? CJ Stroud. 
I know we're talking about the 49ers, but CJ Stroud, think about it. The Jacksonville Jaguars just lost their franchise quarterback for at least a month or so, maybe the rest of the season. Don't know how, how severe the severity of the ankle of the injury is, but just ball game with them. They could it. You're telling me. Oh, yeah, tell, think, the Colts. Yeah. The Colts could oh, win I the get division. It. Oh, I get it. But think about I'm talking about the MVP specifically oh, because of think about Houston. We projected Houston to be, oh, they're gonna have Arizona's gonna get two top five picks because they're gonna get Houston's pick. Houston's in a full on rebuild, and they're one game back now of the AFC South. And now with Trevor Lawrence, how who's to say that the Houston Texans? I know they lost Tank Dell, huge, huge loss for that offense. But who's to say the Houston Texans are not hosting a playoff game come January? Oh, absolutely. And who's to say that he doesn't have a shot at MVP? He's got to be in the running. I know it's a quarterback, and I posted a poll yesterday, and thank you for all this, the comments and the feedback. I saw a lot of names. I saw Tua. I saw a lot of Tyree Kill and Christian McCaffrey. I definitely, I definitely believe that those two should deserve to be in the conversation. But as we all know, it's the worst-kept secret in, in sports. It is a quarterback award, and that's why every year the MVP, just like the Heisman, is going to go to a quarterback. It never goes to a skill position player. never goes to a defensive player. It's just how the way is. They should make a whole separate award like college does with the Davey O'Brien Award. They should just have a separate award for the NFL and say who's the best quarterback because that's what it comes down to. What's the point of having an MVP? I was just so impressed with the 49ers. The way they started, though, and for the next three quarters, they just said, come here, Philly. I got to talk to you for a few minutes. And then, bam, 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 it was over. I posted, a, I sent you a picture. It literally was like watching Apollo Creed against Ivan Drago. Like uh, the first quarter, Apollo's getting the, you know, the jabs. He's look good. He looks like Apollo. And then all of a sudden, the second quarter came on and Debo came. Instead of Drago, it was Debo. And bam, the right hand, bam, bam, bam. And you know how the, the story finishes in Rocky Four. And you saw how the story finished. In Philly, the Philadelphia Eagles got their ass kicked. They got embarrassed. And it was, but it was also, and Ted, I'm going to give you this point. I will, I, I, I'm going to give you some uh, brownie, uh, brownie points because you have said in the past couple weeks, Philadelphia, the way they've been trailing, the way they've been struggling to get it going offensively. And I kind of defended them. I was defending them in the sense of, hey, they still have this championship mentality because no score is ever out of the – they're never out of the game because they just stay composed. But they weren't going against But the then you finally saw it. Hey, maybe this game Sunday was just a more of an eye-opener. I mean, you just look at it. I mean, look at uh, – another dangerous team is the Green Bay. I mean, you look at – we thought the Eagles win over the Chiefs was significant when we know the Chiefs should have won that game. The Eagle, the Green Bay just spanked the Chiefs. They they were controlling the game for most of the points. So the Chiefs are not as dangerous. The AFC is wide open. I the NFC is very this could be the year that Lamar finally does it. The, the NFC is a three team race, and there's no one else. I don't trust I Detroit. Still, I still think I, the I think 49ers. Detroit can you know maybe win a game or two. I think the Rams could be dangerous. I think Green Bay could be uh, dangerous with Jordan Love. Oh, yeah, Green Bay's looking I dangerous. I think really that's what it's going to be. You're going to see the Rams. I st- I still think that the NFC is it, the 49ers are a heavy yeah. heavy favorite in my book. Oh, of course, the NFC South is awful, but it's, it's Dallas Eagles. It's I think it's going to be. I think Green Bay is going to jump Minnesota. So it'll be Detroit and Green Bay. There's your four. You'll have the one NFC South team, and then I think the Rams. Oh no! Think it's over Minnesota. I, I mean, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's going to be back. I think the Rams can make a run because you look at Seattle's schedule down the stretch. I don't. Th- I don't know if they have. I oh, listen. It's. It doesn't really matter because the three teams, Dallas, Philly, and 49ers, are head and shoulders above everyone else. And if 49ers are playing the way they did Sunday, no one in the league can beat them. No one. 
No one can beat them in the Amen league. To that, yeah. they ha- I mean, they literally have the best running back in the league. There's, you know, we talk about all these good running backs. Chris Do McCaffrey. they have the best set of skilled players in the NFL? Now think about this, because think about the team. Yeah, yeah. You, take and Debo. A, you would take it over Philly? You got Ayuk and Debo. Those are receivers. Kittle's your yeah. running back. McCaffrey's your, your Would you take it over back. Philly? Uh, I would say Philly, Dallas, Miami, and Cincinnati. Well, Dallas has only got CD. Pollard and Pollard, Ferguson. Pollard, Ferguson's a good Ferguson's, Ferguson's a good yeah. tight end. But then Cooks. Yeah, I would take I would take 49ers. How, about, the, how about Miami? No, they don't have the tight end and they don't have the I mean, the running backs are not bad. But McCaffrey is the best running back in the league. It's not even close. He's such a difference maker. That's why he's getting paid $16 million a year because he's just better than everyone else. It's not and even Debo, close. And Debo, might be the best close. Pl- and Debo might be the best player, like all-around player in the sense of, like, just give him the one ball. The he's, he might be one of the best playmakers in all of football. Especially when he, because he can play running back and receiver. Kittle is just a beast. Block and run. And then Ayuk is one of the most underrated number one receivers in the league. Jawan Jennings, Trent Williams, left tackle. And they have the quarterback who just runs the offense flawlessly. He's flawless. He's number one in like every quarterback stat, except for like passing touchdowns. He's fourth. Completion percentage, quarter, QBR, yards per attempt. He's number one. Go look. I mean, he's he's either top one or top so you can buy. So you buy into the fact that Brock Purdy can easily win a Super Bowl. This is their best chance. Oh, yeah. Uh, with the way the league is set up this year, we're like Burroughs are and the Bills are down and the Chiefs are down and the Cowboys still have some question. Right? They're hot. Dallas would be a little nerve wracking for me if you don't like the Cowboys. Eagles are down a little bit this year. They're not like well, they just signed. I mean, big signing yesterday. We'll see how that plays out. Shaq, Len- Shaq Leonard and, I mean, is now a Philadelphia Eagles. Shaq Leonard and Kevin Byrd. Byrd. And so. here, here's here's my thing because 49ers next couple weeks they play they play Seattle this week at home. They should take care of Seattle, and they sure. play the Cardinals. And then on Christmas night, a massive, massive, massive matchup matchup in the NFL. On Christmas night, ABC 815, it's the San Francisco 49ers taking on a possible Super Bowl matchup in the Baltimore Ravens. That's Christmas night. That is Christmas night. So for all the people that might complain about Christmas games, wow. You might have the number one seeds in both conferences playing a week left of the season. Talk about... The way, yeah. And think about how the Martin, think about the NFC. The 49ers just kicked the shit out of the Eagles. They're not even the one seed. And then Dallas is a th- has three losses. The Lions, with their easy schedule, still have three losses. So it doesn't matter. Like the margin for error is so thin with that NFC. And then the AFC is the same thing. You don't know who's coming out of it. And that's why the season's been so fascinating yeah. in the sense, but it's also been heartbreaking because of the fact that you've seen all these injuries. The reason why it's become so wide open is because of the injuries, the impactful injuries, I should mind you, as well. It's not just any injuries. We're talking franchise quarterbacks, franchise players for this team, and they're all out. And it just adds an opening for an AFC team to, who knows, maybe Miami finally gets to a Super Bowl because I'm still not a firm believer in them. I get it. Their offense is unbelievable. It's like watching the greatest show on turf or the fastest team on turf. But they just – I have to see them beat. I have to see them have a convincing win over a team that I believe is a in that contender tier. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to play Dallas. They still got to play Buffalo. Like, right, so, I need so to here we go. We got, hey, let me interrupt you while you're talking. And I'm just, I'm just going to go over the schedule. So you got the Titans this week. Should be a win. 
Now I'm talking about Miami yes. right now. Yes, I know. I'm listening. I hear the Jets, the Jets should be easily a win. There should be no questions. About no, 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 no. Okay. The last three weeks, there you go. You have Dallas at home at the Ravens, and last game of the season home against the Bills, which the Bills might desperately need to win to get the playoff, and Miami might need to win to get the number one seed. That's so what I'm talking, trying to say is that, that yeah. was the last three games. Those are your tests. You're going to yeah. have the Cowboys. You're going to have the Ravens and Bills, and the Bills, depending on the situation, could be playing to get into the playoffs, which – I think the – can I say something right now? I know it's Tuesday. I think the Bills beat the Chiefs this week. I am not. I have not been impressed. That's a with huge it. game. That's a huge game. Oh, of course. I, so, I, believe, I, mean, the Chief, I believe the Chiefs are going to lose. So that's you know those that's the real test for Miami at the end. Of the, listen, the, I don't have the schedule all in front of me going through every single week, but I can just tell you though the last three or four weeks are. I mean, because I know the Bengals were still supposed to play the Chiefs. Well, Dallas. Don't think about this. You're still going to have a matchup. But I just told you about San Fran, Baltimore, massive. Dallas, 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 Dallas still has Bills. to play Detroit. Dallas has to play the Bills, Detroit, Philly, and Miami. My, I mean, think about that. Those are, I mean, come on. But that's great, so, though. Oh, I get it. But think about it. Like, we see how this NFC is. It's week third. It's going on week 14 right now. Is it week yeah. 14 this Okay. So you got, you got four weeks left. You got a month left. Think about that. And we still are sitting here saying, don't know who's going to be the one seeds in each time. I mean, conference. we got the Eagles, Eagles this week at the Bills, at the Dolphins, home against the Lions, at the Commanders. That's how the Cowboys. So, I mean, hey, listen, that's why this Cowboys-Eagles game is so significant considering – What is the schedule this week? Other than – I know there's some massive games. This, I want to look quickly. I yeah. Got if you want me to. So, yeah. See, can we oh, can you give me the schedule, week. please? Yeah, I'm sorry. For some reason, it went to this past week. So, who cares about the Thursday night game? Atlanta, Tampa Bay, no one cares. Detroit, Chicago, no one blah. Trying to look for – now, the Cleveland-Jacksonville game has significance now. Yeah, definitely, with, yeah. Um. Rams, Baltimore has some significance playoff. Seattle, San Francisco, Buffalo at Kansas City, Denver yep. at the Chargers, Philly at Dallas, and then there's two Monday night games. Green Don't Bay forget at- about the biggest game, Monday night, in the yeah. worst stadium in all of the NFL. It's Tommy freaking Cutlets. He's back, baby. He's starting. He's starting this week. So Tennessee at Miami and Green Bay at the Giants. Ted, all I want for Christmas, can you just get me a T-shirt saying Tommy Cutlets, please? No, I'm good. Come on. Tommy Chicken Parm, baby. Overlax. So, yeah, there are some significant games this week. I'm just looking quick, Come too. On, bro. Tommy Coleslaw. Next, oh, so, next we're week. Gonna next, we're going to have Tommy hey. Coleslaw, baby. So, next week, next week we have games on Saturday and Sunday. Oh, yeah, that's when they start doing the Saturday Yeah, game? we got Minnesota at Cincinnati. The Saturday game is Minnesota at Cincinnati, Pittsburgh at Indianapolis, Denver at Detroit. So, so we got a lot of great games. We still have a lot. Oh, of, yeah, we have, we still have a lot of figuring out to do in the NFL. Another huge oh, slate of games this coming okay. weekend. Okay. Games that are going to be impacted playoff wise, divisional. I mean, Dallas could be the number. Could, Dallas can easily be the NFC East leader right after this weekend. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's uh, there's a lot of figuring out to do. But that's why got, it's that the end of the week I was just looking like next week Monday night game is Philly at Seattle. You got the. Bills and Dallas, the 425 window. Mm-hmm. And then the, what was it? The- Imagine, the- and think about this. You don't have to have a committee decide the teams that are going to make the playoffs. Well, they also have seven teams that make it in each division, so it's different. And they might still miss out somebody, and somebody what, what, still may be complaining. Maybe it might be in the state of Florida again. You never know. But let's get over to the other 
other massive debate that has been going on in the sports world. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a very, very special treat because it is the return. It has been long overdue, very long overdue. And ladies and gentlemen, we got to get a little bigger because he's back. Mr. Joseph Aguirre is here. It's been a long overdue. We're going to get him back on because there's a lot of shit like, going on. That was like on. a Pat McAfee uh, introduction off of WWE. That was big. I like that, like that a lot. Like, Joe, it's, been long, it's been long overdue. We got a lot of stuff going on right now. We're going to be t- – eventually we got to talk about the Yankees because there's a lot of stuff going on with the New York Yankees. But you are here because we're talking college football. And there's an angry, angry bunch of people right now in the fo- college football world that is just – what are you going to do? The harsh reality. I get it. Listen, it's- we all knew it was going to happen once Georgia lost. If Georgia won, we'd have no issue. And I, and it's funny. Uh, last week on All Four Downs, I predicted Alabama would upset Georgia in a close game. And in my scenario, both of them were going to be in the college football playoffs under the justification of look. Four years ago, I hated Alabama. And I, what do you love? I, what do you love him now or something? I do. Yes. I, oh, I no. literally, he's gone to the dark side. I now. did. I did it. I, I but did listen, it. People I'm, only hate Bama I'm happy because, with it. People only hate Bama because they're sick of seeing Bama good. It's like when the Yankees, yes. white people hate the Yankees because they're just great every year, except for the last couple of years. We have nothing to say, but go on. It's hard to argue that the top two teams in football aren't Alabama and Georgia. I mean, plain and simple. I've heard people suggest it was a down year in the SEC. I don't think so at all. I thought that was the best game I've seen this year as far as two top teams going head-to-head. Both teams played up to their strengths. Uh, and in the end, obviously, Bama did it. Look, what happened to FSU is a shame. And and in, in the future, that will never happen. Uh, the the 12-team playoff, I, I know Teddy likes the eight. And, and Ted, the, I, I just said to someone the other day, the year there's nine good teams, we're going to be pissed if there's yeah. eight. Well, and you know what? Next year we're going to have a 13 team. Like, oh, yeah. the team with two losses over. Yeah, I don't I think so. I don't I don't see I, that happening. I don't, no I don't way. think no I don't way. think there's ever been a scenario where you could argue the 13th team. But I, I would say, you know, well, look here, at can, this, I, can I argue this for one second? Look at the top 10 this year. It wasn't pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. I wouldn't have a problem with that. But it's top but 10. it stopped at but it stopped at eight, Joe. As we it's said, Trav. it stopped at Oregon. That's but where Trav, it, where it stopped. The, it never went nine or ten. We complain about sixty eight with March Madness. Who's the 69th? We complained about the sixty fifth. How does Syracuse yeah. not get in? And then this team gets in. Or how's a team like Weber State who goes thirty and one but loses their conference championship doesn't get in? But a Syracuse team who was eight and twelve or eight and fourteen got into March Madness. We complain about that. So sure. it, it is unfortunate because. This is a business. That's what people have to realize. And Joe, your scenario where Georgia and Alabama get in makes sense because the SEC has so much pull. Okay. Their cojones drop a little bit farther than everyone else's. I get where people go, oh, it's an SEC love, but it's always yeah, been. Ted, I guess Ted, what? I've, you know, I've always felt the Power Five Conference Committee exists mostly to promote the SEC. It's always felt that way to me. Long before I was into the SEC, the SEC has always been their baby. They've always shown preference to it. Nothing's changed. The Pac-12, to me, has been disrespected for years. I I saw scenarios where they would leave Washington out Mm. undefeated. It wouldn't have been right. Somebody was going to get screwed. But listen, here's the other thing. And why I like the 12, and before I move on for a minute, Let's say the same thing happens next year. Bama upsets Georgia in the SEC championship game. What if Iowa had beaten Michigan? 
What if Louisville had beaten Florida State? Now you could take all those one-loss teams. They all can still go in, and all your conference champions are still in, and it still leaves you a chance to bring in a Liberty or Wait, does, a Missouri does, because you've got the 12. So next so year, if that were to happen, say <clears> – so. If Iowa were to beat, say Iowa beat Michigan this year or something like that, or Louisville, if this was next year, would they have been the college football recipient of the of the conference? Then would Iowa would have been playing in the college football Listen, playoff? Not, like, I'm, not like how would that would have worked? That's what I'm trying to. Because well, not, all they're saying is no, right. but the, what they're saying is next year is that the Power Six conference are going to get all the division winners. They're going to be automatically in. Then you're yep. going to have six at-large bits. So say Iowa won or Louisville won this week. Are they getting into the right. college football playoff? At the end yeah. of the day next year, out of 12 teams, there's going to be 10 teams from the SEC and, and Big Ten. <laughs> five and five. You're oh, I know, I know, I know. It would have been Iowa, Michigan, and Ohio State. You would have had Georgia, Missouri, Texas, Oklahoma, yeah. you know, and Alabama. There's your, like, nine. And then you would have thrown in Florida State as the ten. And then it would have been Washington, Oregon, eleven and twelve. That's what that would have been. Here's the thing about people that are arguing about Florida State. I get it. They did everything right. They had a, a solid non-conference schedule. They ran their their gauntlet. They they went undefeated in their conference. Goal, they won their conference. ACC but here's the thing, and, and Colin made a good point too. The ACC has been so bad. Like it's the worst conference to me out of the Power Five, and to the, the point that I didn't know this. To the point that Florida State was trying to get out of the ACC. A few years back. So what does that say? And now we want to bitch and moan about it because they didn't get it. I get it. It's so unfortunate. But this is not the same Florida State team they were two weeks ago. I get it. They beat a Florida team. They won their next two games. But Florida, let's be honest, Ted, was not a good football team. And then they beat a Louisville team who, yeah, was number 10 at the time, Joe, or 14. They they dropped them to 13, so they were a top 10 team. But we really saw that team as like, that was the best the AC had, had the offer. There was nobody co- competitive in the ACC. Yeah. It was just Florida State. Clemson had an awful year. Miami had a down year. Virginia Tech you know had what? a down year. Yeah, Those are usually the main teams, not and the ACC has been so bad. They tried to sell us on a couple of basketball schools, Carolina and Duke, earlier in the year. As soon as they both got ranked, they both immediately began their precipitous falls. Louisville, yeah. as you said, was 10, and then they lost to another basketball school, Kentucky, at home. But they only, number 10 ranked and Joe, what did they country. do? They dropped to 13 because they tried to make it respectable for Florida Bam, State. Yes, they did. And they you said, and you said that. that they tried to drop them three spots or four spots. Whoa. Okay, so Louisville loses to Kentucky. This is what's fascinating to me. Louisville loses to Kentucky. And I think they lost, I don't know how much they lost by, but they lost and dropped from 10 to 13 or 14. Okay. Yep. So Georgia. Yes, I knew you Georgia, were Georgia, the, t- the, t- the team that's won 29, and I'm not a Georgia fan at all, but right. the team that's won 29 straight wins, two national championships. They have the both to bitch to, about. Well, hold on. To most, to most fans thought up until last week, nobody was beating them this year again. Right. They might have won for the three-peat. Okay. And so they dropped one to her. six when they lost to Bama, who was eight, and they jumped to four and only lost by three points. In a, in a great game, like Joe was saying, it was an unbelievable game. It was like a pre-college football That's semifinal already, and they dropped five spots. I get it. Florida State won their conference, undefeated, did everything right. But if there's one team that should be more pissed off is the Georgia Bulldogs. So you go from one to six when you lost the SEC championship I, to I Alabama, the I name, and, and you don't even have to say anything else in the sense of where the ranks are. It's the name too, Alabama. The way college football loves and is infatuated with 
Alabama, the brand, they drop one to six. And you're you remember last off. year? Georgia has a better year? argument. Yeah, remember last year when TCU lost the Big Twelve championship and they yes, went and they from only lost three, three to four to four. Yeah, but uh, and again, was, exactly what you're saying that you would lose to Alabama on a neutral field by three, and you Joe, here's, here, here's the argument oh. though. Here's the thing though, Joe, because the reason they did that, they couldn't have two teams in the SEC. If they had two SEC teams in the college football playoff this year, Joe, do you can you imagine? Could you imagine the uproar that this people would be losing their effing minds? They would does lose it. Strike it. You, does it strike you that the Power Five committee gives a crap how people react? Because they've done this before. Yeah, They always show preference to the SEC teams. They of always course. have. Why people are shocked by this is beyond me. And by the way, you know, earlier in the week, the, the committee chairman literally said, this is not the four most deserving teams. It is four the best four teams. best. Well, but despite saying that, he left Georgia out, which so blows who, my mind. Joe, let me, let me ask you both this. You can make the argument, Sorry. Trev, that Ohio State's one of the four best teams. Me and Joe talked yeah, about that, could. too. We because, talked about that. Because I would say if you were had Ohio State and Washington on the same field, I think Ohio State would be favored. So my argument to both of you, then, if Georgia's one of the four best teams, who are you taking out? Texas. Okay, then you can't put Alabama. In. You, can't, you yeah. cannot put you, Texas. Yeah. Texas always, there's going to be an Texas argument for it, Ted. But we think Texas was so great, but if you watched them this year, okay, we live on that Alabama win in September 9th when they didn't know their. Hold on, when they it's we didn't know Alabama's team. quarterback, and Alabama, who's the quarterback who won the championship, actually got benched for someone else, then came back in. You look at this Bama team. I told you they would were probably going to beat Georgia because they were hitting their stride and they were dangerous, and no one wanted to play them. But you look at this Texas team. Should have lost to Kansas State if the coach doesn't go for two and they missed the field yep. goal. Should have lost to TCU multiple times. They um they beat an Oklahoma State team, which honestly, guys, like Missouri would have beat Oklahoma State. I mean, they were, they were a pitiful team, but because they won by 30 points, we thought they were something special. But if you watch them throughout the season, they didn't dominate anyone throughout the season. Okay, yes, I got it. They're holding their head on the biggest win maybe of the season other than the Alabama over Georgia win in Alabama. But we've talked about this, Trevor, in high school football and other sports. You want to play certain teams early in the season. Catch them before, like, a new quarterback. Yeah, of course, you know, a veteran yeah. team, it, it makes no difference. But, like, if they got a new starting quarterback like Alabama did, Alabama did this year, you yeah. want to get to them early. First couple of weeks where they're off stride. That's like Texas A&M always used to be But, Alabama. okay, if you're saying that point, no, like, oh, it's – so, like Joe said, it's not deserving. It's best four teams. Yeah. Now, how to decipher the four best teams is really hard because you could say Michigan's not one of the four best teams. Talent-wise, they maybe are. But who do they beat all year, really? They beat, a Penn, State team that, well, they beat a Penn State team, which, Joe, I know you guys have talked about on all four downs, usually always highly overrated. They're really yeah. good. They beat all the shit teams, but they can't beat the good teams. We've seen that. You guys mm -hmm. have talked about Ohio State and Michigan. Every year they lose a 1,000 times, and they lose by double digits. So Penn State, by its name, gives you the extra boost. But really, they're a B-plus team, never been an A team, haven't been an A team since the 80s. And then, I mean, you go to Florida State, they beat four teams that had backup quarterbacks this year. Four teams they played at. Duke had a backup quarterback. Florida had a backup quarterback. I forget the other two, but they had four teams with backup. I think Clemson had a backup quarterback. I understand they beat LSU, but it was the first week of the season, neutral site, whatever. But that LSU win doesn't look that great considering LSU. But that's what I was going to say. If you're going to use the argument of, oh, well, a Texas beat Alabama, then Florida State fans should stop using the argument of, oh, well, we beat LSU. I, I get it. It was, but still. If you're putting Texas, if you're taking Texas out and you're putting Georgia in or in Alabama, 
can't have Alabama. In. And he, you and, just, and what, you just can't. You Trevor, literally can't because I don't care if it was in September. It was a head-to-head matchup, and I get it. Alabama was not Alabama who they are now, but it was a head-to-head matchup. Alabama was the favorite, and it wasn't like Texas won on a field goal. Texas won by double digits. Like that's well, the thing. If Texas doesn't get, if Texas doesn't get in, you if you put from Joe's logic, if you put Georgia in and you're taking Texas out, you're not yep. putting Bama in. It's right. just not happening. Well, no, I no, I get it because you want you want to give the credit to winning your conference championship. No, right? because you have to stick to the criteria that you've been that you've been preaching for years. No, and I, I told this to Joe. They the, always hold on. They always have a criteria. It's head to head. This and that. Yeah, but it's here's not the thing. Every year but guess what? They always go after. They always There's go against them. So if you had 13 actual football coaches or players, and like yes. Heather Dinich was talking about this morning, every yeah. vote a guy is private. I don't know what Joe votes, and you don't know what I vote. Yeah. The only person that knows the votes is the commissioner, the head, the guy, Bo. Okay, They do the first four, then they do the next four, then they finish out with the last three or four. Yeah. So everyone doesn't know how everyone's voting. Okay. You re- it's, it's, it, everything's hidden, which I don't understand why we're hidden because if we know everything else in presidential elections, why don't we know what you vote? You know what I mean? Why does everything have to be a secret? Like the question, the problem is we have to stop pretending like this is real football. This is a business. Okay. If the SEC was it's left a corrupt out, business, if anything, on. no, it's not because at the end of the day, this is about money. That's an That's oxymoron like- anyway. Corrupt business is the same as saying successful business. You got to be is- doing something. Yeah. This is a legit, listen. Let's be let's be honest, and no one ever wants to say the truth. Like, hey, why don't we hire the black guy? Why don't we have this guy? Why don't we have a woman? Listen, if the SEC was not in the football playoff, the ratings and the money that would be accumulated normally would be significantly lower. Just like in the World Series when the Diamondbacks are playing the Rangers, no one gave a shit. But if the Yankees were playing the Dodgers, the ratings would be through the roof. Okay, it what drags? That's why the SEC championship game was four hundred and fifty dollars minimal ticket to get in, and it was forty two bucks to see Oregon and Washington, which was a playoff game. It was literally a playoff game. Every other game, if you added the money up, didn't equal to the SEC. Now maybe because they mean more, maybe it's life and death, not that the other ones, but there's a significance. Okay, watch the Alabama. I'm gonna steal it from Colin Collard. Watch the Alabama Michigan game. Other than maybe the Michigan Ohio State game, be the most viewed game of the whole entire season because they're. You don't think Saban versus Harbaugh is not a story? Hell Alabama, no. Michigan. And think about and this. And, and it's at the Rose Bowl. Think about and, it. And if you and think about this, if you want to make it even wilder. Trev, the last thing I was going to finish with is we knew the oh. system was flawed when you have five conferences and only four teams can make it. And you're trying <laughs> and you're talking and you're talking about the power five conference. That means if everyone had one loss and they had a champion. One team would always be left out, and it doesn't matter. And more likely than not, as Joe was saying, usually it's the Pac-12 because they're always looked at as a stepchild from the other side of the bridge. All right, yep. but this year you, you can make the argument that was the best conference. I mean, up until like USC started fading, but Oregon State, Utah. I mean, maybe if the quarterback was healthy, it would have been different. But Utah, Oregon State, Oregon, Washington, Washington State, Arizona was a top Arizona, Arizona was a yeah. top team. So yep. you're talking about six, seven teams that were legit tw- top twenty-five teams. You know, and really, if you look at the SEC, what was there? Three teams, four teams. Ole Miss, but they're always like the Penn State. They're right there, but never close enough. Missouri had a great season this year. Yeah. I think their two losses were to Georgia. Washington. They lost to Georgia. Now, I, I, I think they had one loss, one or two, two losses. I, I think forgot who it was. But you're talking. It's really a two-team race. LSU never got to where we expected them to. 
you know, we once they lost to Florida State and then they had the other one, Alabama. So it was really a two-team race. So the SEC is always carried by those two powerhouses. Those those two teams are so head and shoulders and drag everyone else up because of what they represent. The ACC, here's the other thing, and I'm sorry I'm running on. The ACC also last year voted against a 12-team playoff for this year. That's something they should think about. They're the ones that voted it down. Eek. Also, yeah. here's, here's the other thing. Clemson and Florida State, Florida State was trying to get out of the ACC this year. I know. I just said it. They've been trying to get out of the ACC for years. If you read about it now, this is even more of a reason why they don't want to be in the ACC because they're going, look at the Big Ten, look at the SEC the next five to ten years with the new realignment. We're only going to get one team in. So if we don't win it again, and who are we playing? We're playing Duke, Wake Forest. Sorry, it's a basketball schools. It's not going to work. And here's the other component that no one ever talks about. Notre Dame is an independent school. They have power. They have they have a vote on the final. Maybe day. if they play if Notre they play, Dame, they maybe if they play Notre Dame, it would have helped the them. other team that becomes part of the equation on this situation. All I was going to say is, too, if you want to know how you know the college football playoff got it right, just go watch the video of, of Michigan seeing the 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 reveal of Alabama as the fourteen. You <laughs> think they? You think they? You think they want to play Alabama? You? They were all praying and hoping that it was going to be the Florida State Seminoles because the moment they saw Alabama, do you know what that was? That was a big and pardon my French. That was a big fuck you to John Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, but they gonna you want to cheat? Guess what? Go against Saban. No. Go against the SEC no, no, champions. No, no. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just. I'm just. Put them in front of Texas because of the Texas win. But like Joe said, it's the four best teams because Vegas already did the odds. Like every team that would have played Florida State, even Oregon, would have been favored by at least a touchdown. Georgia two touchdowns. They're already favored. I get it. The Jordan Travis injury is devastating. It sucks because it was against North Alabama. I wish he wasn't even playing. They probably still would have won the game. Because they are automatically in, and we're not even having this discussion. It's, yeah. it's really unfortunate that you do everything they ask, win your conference, go undefeated, yep. and you don't get in. But really, they don't want to happen what happened last year in the national championship and like we've seen in the semifinals where it's 50, 42 to 20 is the average score in the semifinal. That's what we see every effing year. Except last year, the semifinals were great. And the national championship sucked. Like that's that's what they were fearful for. It was like, we're gonna put Florida State with the backup quarterback against Michigan, we just watched that against Iowa. Maybe a little bit more talented, but like maybe they okay, scored maybe, ten points. Maybe, maybe they scored they, ten maybe points. Score, so yeah, Alabama, um, Michigan wins forty-two to like seventeen. It's like great, great game. Who the hell cares? And then all your fa- all the same fans that are bitching and moaning right now. Oh, well, Florida State deserved it. But so if you watch on New Year's Day and it was forty-two to seventeen, I bet you'll be like, oh well, at least they participated. I wish Georgia was in. I wish Alabama was in. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. You started to ask me, I think, which of these four I would swap out for Georgia. And I hate to say it, but it would Don't be s- Michigan. No. I think, I no. think, listen, I, 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 I thought Teddy, Teddy kind of hit this before. Listen, if I, if you asked me to pick the top four, I would have left Michigan out. No, the, so only, the only win that they had this year was Ohio State. Okay. A game they could have lost. I don't – the Penn State doesn't do it for me. It just and never does. Was, their schedule was awful. was awful. Their schedule was kind of weak. I didn't – there wasn't any huge wins from them. They've got no. a good defense, but to me, it just isn't enough. I, I hate to say this because they're the number one team in the country now, but to me, if I had to cut one of them and I put Georgia in, Michigan would be the one I would take out. And I know people would be flipping, and, of course, that would mean two 
undefeated conference champions would be up. But if we're just picking the best four, I'd have to have Alabama and Georgia in there. Texas, by virtue of beating Bama, obviously winning a conference championship. And by the way, took care of business in the conference yeah. championship by pounding the crap out of a bad Oklahoma State team. Yep. Uh, you know, Florida State didn't do themselves any favors skating by. Of, and Washington, for the most part, dominated the Pac-12 game against Oregon. And that's what I was going to say, too. I was really you, impressed with You them. realistically had, and before we even got to this situation, you technically had three pre-college, and I told you both this, you had three pre-college football playoff matchups yeah. in Ohio State-Michigan. That was going to take care of itself. Then you had Washington-Oregon. That was going to take care of itself. And then the SEC championship, it was going to take care of itself. So you technically had all your, all you know, three you teams st- that yeah. won those significant games got in, and in the playoff. The yes. Outlier. And the but other I three are not Joe's playing favorite. in the college football. I do agree with Joe's statement earlier, though. What? It's hard to think about that. Alab- that Georgia just went two years straight. I said, didn't, lose, like, didn't lose a game for 29 straight games. And they dominated, how play, bro. How to play your biggest rival, your. Your toughest component, toughest coach, maybe the most dynastic. Um, I would say I was gonna say dynastic, but that's probably not the word. But the best dynasty we've seen in college football. Like that is there. That is a great word, by the way, and it's proper dynasty. That was that was, that was a big word for you, Ted. I give you. A, but, I give you a round of applause for Ted. Round of applause. Ball, he's wearing bro. the great shirt. He's Baller. thinking smart. He's but thinking the, holly the, jolly right now. But to think that like your two best offensive players. Tight end and receiver were both banged up into the thing. Not 100%. You lost to BMI. I get it. At the end of the day, we don't make excuses for anyone. You got to play. By they three. Lost by three points. Three. <laughs> and wasn't by like 20. And you dominated three. everyone you played. Multiple, and the one game you lost in two years, you just don't have a chance to like. You dropped five like spots. To, like to defend the title. Yeah. And that's what's killer. It's like, Bad. I would almost like, no, they were six. Georgia was six. Yeah, they dropped five spots. I know, but that's crazy. Think, they dropped five spots. And the thing was, I think that was like, hey, listen, we already effed Florida State. We're not going to put you at six to make it even worse. Like, hey, I get it. You're 13-0, but we still think two teams. Because we all know they're better teams. Than I get it. It's State a different – this is a different Georgia team for the past two years. But still, that you got to give – I mean, you got to give them some respect is, to it. I know what people would say, George. Well, you should have won your game. I get it. The, but you know what? Alabama lost that one regular season game. I mean, like – and I said this to Trev. It's not – it's when you lose, not who you lose to. Right. Well, who listen, not for nothing. If you the, lose during the, the season, week before, you have plenty of time to gain the momentum and build it. If you lose at the end of the season, that automatically kind of knocks you out. It's, that's why that Michigan-Ohio State game is so significant because it's yep. the last game of the season. It's literally like – I wish they did it at the – I wish they did it in week one. settles for second best. I want to put a petition. Guys, sign it with me. I want to put a petition out that Ohio State, Michigan plays in week one. Yeah. Plays in week one. Brother, not week one, but, you know, I I, I do find it unfortunate, though, that Ohio State, literally after that loss, as great as they've been, no recourse. Because they were one and two. Joe, they were one and two for the majority of the season. You know, yeah. in the whole all year, it, and then, it, it doesn't it doesn't strike me as right how any of this played out. And again, I feel Ohio State after they lost to Michigan, a really tight game. It's like you're out. Was this a lose lose for the college football playoff committee? Of course it was. No, it's every reason why they need to expand out to twelve. This I think every everything we've ever happened. everything we've ever feared came true this year 
where you had multiple undefeated conference championships and then a lot of really good one-loss teams. Yeah. And there's a lot of really good two-loss teams even that, yeah. Oregon, I mean, yeah, this, Missouri, yeah. To me, this is the one year where it's like, I think 12's the right number. Will there be a couple teams that get blown out in the first round? of? Uh, yes, of course, there'll be mismatches. But to me, there's no way you don't get everybody in who deserves it with 12. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, you get everyone in, and then you. Really I think people. I think people out, are getting confused. Everyone's yeah. getting out because of the conferences. You're going to have more games. You're going to have USC versus Michigan. You're going to have. You're going to have those games. So they'll all be decided. And I think less likely. I think people get. I think people get the word. The worst case scenario for the final year, but it also proves the point of what we've been screaming about is. We need at least eight or six. You know what I mean? Like six with the first two. Which six would have? I've been yeah, fine something. with two. One and two having a buy, and I think six year this year would have made a legit argument because i think the ncaa basketball tournament has shown us right i mean we went our whole lives teddy a one beating a 16 was that would never happen and now it's happened it's happened a couple times a two beating a 15 never happened we've seen that a few times threes i mean we're we're seeing it and 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 that's what parody in sports is and it's made that basketball tournament even more impressive. And they've expanded out now where there's a couple playing games. We're up to 68. And there's still times where we're like, well, what about Syracuse? What? You're always going to – I don't mind putting more in. Eventually, I think you'll whittle it down. But, I, you look, any given Sunday is an expression for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? We assume a Liberty could never compete with any of these teams Maybe though. How about a, well, when Western Michigan won when they beat when they played with Corey Davis in the Cotton Bowl and they beat I believe Penn State. Florida State. Florida State. Wasn't Florida, Florida State? State? How about Florida Central State. Florida when they had Blake Bortles and they beat Baylor and they went undefeated? I mean, you've had you've had teams and those are the years when we were screaming about them. But at the end of the day, Trev, when New Year's comes up, no one's gonna care and they're gonna have twenty. You're gonna be sitting watch- down yeah. at five forty-five watching Alabama, Michigan, <laughs> and either ruin Joe, or I was surprised and that hoping- was the first game. And not the second game. I'm but surprised I, they didn't. The put, I'm surprised they didn't put Washington. They didn't put Washington in the Rose Bowl. Well, no, probably location. You want to you want to balance it. Washington going to the Sugar Bowl. Michigan, Michigan, Alabama. That's like a home game for Texas. Yeah. Where? Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, come on. It's problem, in Atlanta. The problem is Texas is central anywhere. They they're right in the dead center. So if you go to Rose Bowl, they're that way. And I would have preferred out. to have the night game as Alabama. Michigan. But you know what I think, Trev? You know yes. what I think? You know what they think? The later the night goes on, less likely to get viewership because people are at parties and doing things. Yeah. No, but we also about- it's New Year's Day. People are starting to go back to work, right? People go back to no, work. No one works on New Year's no Day. One works on no, no, yeah, people start going. Drunk. No, because it's on New Year's Day. So people start going back to Wait, it's not, work. It's on on New Year's Day. Oh, it's like you're New- going in for the Yeah, second. because the NFL is on a Sunday, December 31st. We have NFL football on Sunday, December 31st this year, Ted. Don't you remember? Oh, yeah. You should yeah. know, Ted. That's the day they that's the day that your son is supposed to be born. Come on, Joe. You didn't know that. Come on, Joe. I you did not. No, you did, Joe. Joe, you knew that. I did. <laughs> yeah, New Year's Eve is the NFL, and then New yep. Year's Day is a Monday. So you're not going to be seeing a lot of people watch the Texas Washington game because it's at almost nine o'clock, and people are going to be going to work on Tuesday. Yeah, no one's going to work the next day. Who's not going to work? 
Joe, it's Tuesday. People Everybody goes back to work after New Year's, uh, right? No, I yeah. think everyone takes the extra day. Most That's the way it falls. Who, uh, because think about it, you're going to be off most of the time. Like, no one's going to go back to You know what? Because it's because the working man's a sucker, right? Working hey, man is a sucker. let's all go back on Wednesday. Screw it. <laughs> and let's make the Super Bowl a national holiday. Yes. All I know is I think people are getting confused with the word deserving and best. Yeah, but I do, it was deserving. I, if it was deserving, Florida State deserves to be in. I just but the best four teams right now, to me, with the exception, I put Georgia at like four A, four B with Texas. But the four best teams, I truly believe that the College Football Committee got it right. You got Michigan; they won the Big Ten undefeated. You got at you got Alabama; they won the toughest conference in all of football, and they beat the number one team. They're in. Texas; they won their conference, won comfortably. They took care of business. And then at Washington, and probably, the, sadly, the last year of the Pac-12, and one of the best Pac-12 years in a long time, they went undefeated. So they are deserving, and they are one of the four best. The only argument to me, it's not Florida State. It's more Georgia than it would be Florida State well, for me. I th- yeah, That's I, crazy. I get it. But I would think Georgia has a better case than Florida State. The deserving question is Florida State, yes. They're the better argument. To the better team, yes. Than Georgia? Are. Listen. Deserving? Yes. Is, is, is Better? State. No. No. And that's, and, that, and that's the difference between the questioning. And w- because when you tell a team to go undefeated, especially in a power five, this isn't Liberty, this isn't Central Florida going undefeated mm-hmm. in the AAC or whatever. This is the ACC, bro. Like which, is one of the four, division, which is a no bad offense, conference, though. You would consider them a power five. It is a power, power five. five if, if, if anything, traveled a little bit. They've always been the Guys, I think the AAC is better than the ACC. It might be. But it's but not a Power Five conference, and you have five. to respect the Power Fives. And they've always You're supposed been looked, to. And they're always exactly. been ahead. And they've always been looked ahead of the Pac-12. Pac-12 was always the fifth. It just yeah. shows the value of the. It just shows the true value of the ACC compared amongst the others. That's just what it shows me is that they don't have no value for the ACC. Get out of the ACC uh, and go somewhere else. The team, I mean, I somebody posted a thing. All so the, the best information I could give you is get out of the ACC, Florida State, or any team that feels like. Unfortunately, the division, the whole conference was down. Miami didn't live up to the bill. And Clemson North Carolina, was Duke. Yeah, North Clemson Carolina, was down. Thought, like, you know, we thought North Carolina, oh, maybe 10-2 and would have been a good thing. Maybe Clemson, they were, they, they looked like they were awful. You know, Duke's quarterback, Riley Leonard, got hurt. They fell apart. All I know well, is. Let me I'm ask the, you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this. It, was there a stupider move in the history of college sports than Syracuse leaving the Big East and going to the ACC where they've become completely irrelevant in football and in basketball? Like, I, I know you like that ACC money, but how do you like not going to the tournament? How do you like not bowling every – I mean, that's what Syracuse has become, and it's heartbreaking because they were the master of the Big East. Sharing that really with 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 you, UConn. I mean, think about what the biggest and now, used to be. Now look yeah. at where Syracuse is now. They're a they're a has been, and it's and it's uh, it's absolutely pathetic because they wanted a little bit more money to pour That's in. What, and Joe, and now you know what? It, completely irrelevant. Joe, it's twenty twenty three. You know, it's all about the money nowadays. Yeah, a hundred percent, and it's sickening. And yep. and and it's it's a shame. I look, I feel bad for fans who are genuinely, like, upset and disturbed by uh, FSU getting left out. And it's like, you're not paying attention. I've been warning about this for years, that when the NCAA allowed this Power 5 committee to sort of take over things, you weren't going to like the results. Nope. And people don't like the results, and it's only going to get worse. 
Yep. Amen to that. You can o- you can only hope for it, but it's the harsh reality. Sometimes yeah. you're not always going to get what you want, and that's just the way it is. It's a cruel also, world, and it's a harsh reality. For. It's a harsh reality, but this is the final year of the four-team college football playoff. Next year, we move on to 12, and there will still be some upset fans. I believe that the college football committee got it right, and I, I think you have two outstanding matchups. I think Michigan-Bama is either way, 50-50 for me. It's Bama. You never, t- you never sometimes go against Saban. And then that Texas-Washington game, man, that's going to be a quite a battle. I really do believe these are going to be two great matches. I told you what's going to happen, Trev, probably. It's going to be a rematch. Texas versus Alabama. Bama. Yeah, Ted, and Bama's going to win it, Joe. They're going to beat Texas, revenge the loss, and we're just going to be Ted, like – Ted, you can also have a rematch. And we're going to be like, are you effing – again, Bama wins it <laughs> you, again. Ted, you can have a and rematch. everyone's going to be like, F you, you suck. It's like the movie. Ted, you, you can also have a matchup of Washington, Michigan, the 1992 national championship, the last time Washington won a national championship. So, be, listen, I'll put it this way. Wow. It'd be good to see something different. I'll just put it Wouldn't that Wouldn't it? But don't worry. Saban will be holding up what? His, <laughs> eighth, his seventh or eighth championship, and everybody will be like. I'll tell you one thing. I would. Listen, I know you hate it. I would love for Michigan to win in hardball on the NCAA. Oh, no. To no, give him the no, title. No. After everything, no, you suspended no, me twice no, and all no, the stuff. Hey, no, guess what? No. No. Is it that like Roger Goodell having to hand Tom Brady the? <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. Yes, That's, yes, 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 yeah. yes. We do yeah. live for those moments, don't we? <laughs> Guys, I'm just going to say right now, it's December 5th, and I'm just going to give you my prediction who I think is going to win. Give it to me, baby. Give me a little roll tide. We got the tide, baby. I got the tide. I'm going tide versus Washington. I was impressed with Washington over Oregon because I really thought Oregon was going to beat them. And they did not. But the college football playoff was set. And I can't wait for it. But NFL and football is sadly coming to a close. We're going to be having the Joseph Aguirre on more because I don't know if you know, but there's a lot of lot of things heating up in baseball right now. Where is Shohei Otani going? He's supposed to be making his decision within this week. I've been seeing a lot of Atlanta Braves, guys. If Shohei Otani goes to the Atlanta Braves, They'll still oh, lose God. to the Phillies. They're still going to yeah. lose to the Phillies. <laughs> All I care about is just get, come on, Ted. Say it with me, Yamasoto. I want Yamasoto. I want the I want the duo. I want the duo of Soto. I don't and Yamasoto. Even though his last where. name is not hey. Yamasoto, I want Yamasoto. Give me Soto. I've been saying it for years, guys. I've been saying it for years. You know how I feel about this. I don't care if it's a one-year rental. We're going to sign him. We're going to sign him to a half a billion dollars, and he's going to be the next great left fielder or the next great outfielder for us and the next great left-handed bat in our offense, and he's going to take us to the promised land. Yeah, listen, not for nothing, if I'm the Yankees, I know like kind of one of the holdups right now is that they really want Michael King, and I love I mean, Michael King, great. but bye, bye, <laughs> just go. What, are you kidding me? For Juan Soto, I think Are it's just. I think it's just, Joe. I just think before. I'm not going to add on to. It, I just think it's a factor of like the rental possible. Oh sure, I get that, and and that would be a bummer. But if you're smart, you're also going to uh, ask for a window to negotiate. Scott Boris, a uh, Scott Boris at a certain number will say yes. Okay, if, yeah, if five hundred and one billion, five hundred and one million dollars. Whatever. It's listen. It's only money. And the best part is it's not your money. It's not my money. It's not his money. It's Hank's money or Hal's money. Al, I don't care. Let them spend it. Everybody bitches. They're not going to go out and do it. 
and then they'll, they'll either do it or they won't. And that right, everyone's setting up for their, their the Yankees are going to be, you know, uh, picking off the scrap heap come March. Stop being crybaby Yankee fans, everybody. It's okay. Cashman's working this. If it means giving up Michael King, if it means giving up Martin Luther King, do it. <laughs> I don't care. Don King, any King, throw them all in there. King Joffrey, whatever. King Tut, give me it all. I don't give a shit. Whatever you want. I don't have a problem with the Yankees giving up seven players, even in a one-year rental situation, because not for nothing. Look, if the Yankees get to the All-Star break this year and they're 20 games out, trade Juan Soto. <laughs> somebody somebody will, will take him for the playoff run. Um, but, you know, I, I, look, you've said it all the time, Trev. You know, a, a, a superstar at 25 years old, if ever you're going to sign a guy to a 10, 12, 13-year deal, do it when he's 25 and already a superstar in the sport. You look at the deals last year that Trey Turner and uh, and Bogart got. Yeah. Th- those gentlemen will be in their early 40s when those contracts expire, 41, 42 years old. Mm-hmm. You could give this kid right now a 15-year deal, and he'd only be 40 at the end of it guys okay you're not going 15 you're going 10 he'll be 35 he'll be happy because he'll still be in his like in the prime of his career he could squeeze out another three or four year deal and he'll be happy so you give him 10 500 million you pair him off with Aaron Judge for the next decade the only other thing Trev that you got to figure out is how can you move Giancarlo Stanton in that albatross of a contract because that that guy's got to go and he's got to go quick there's no way big g can be in this lineup again next year all i know is photos in it all i know is i don't care who you trade trade aaron boone that's it ladies and gentlemen (laughs) just trade aaron boone ladies and gentlemen we will see what happens as the mlb winter meetings are underway so a lot's going to be happening in the mlb within this by the way Cash and, and Booney are going to be talking to the media this afternoon. And no oh, great. So really... they can tell us the same thing they've been telling us the past 10 years. Like, oh, everything's going fine. We're we going to be okay. We're going to be Probably. Yeah. Some people are slightly hopeful. Maybe there's more to it, but uh, that will be happening this afternoon. All so. I know is the Yankees are aggressively trying to go after Soto, and they're trying to go after the Japanese uh, pitcher, too. So we'll see what happens. A lot can be happening in the Yankee world. We hope, because right now football for New York fans, again, it's disappointing like baseball. But, ladies and gentlemen, another great episode. Joseph McGuire joining us. It's been long overdue. Got to get him back on. Yankees ahead of the pack on Yamahato. Glad to be yeah, back. Yeah, Yankees are ahead of the pack. We'll see. Yep. We'll Bull see how much they offer him. Did anybody see quickly before I get off to how much Bellinger was asking for? I saw a north of $250 million for Cody Bellinger. Just saying. That's, wow. I, I saw something of a report on a Yankee Twitter page. Of somebody, I forgot who it was who reported it, but – Maybe asking for almost 250. I know he had a great year, but 250 million. He had a pretty good year. He had a great year. He was great great the second half of this. If you look at his numbers, he was very good. He led the Cubs. He was he was one of the main reasons they were in the playoff contention. 250 million good? No. No. There's not a lot of players out of 250 million good. No, there's definitely not. You got to do better than I mean, he look great season, great bounce back for him. I agree with you, but two He's out of his mind if he thinks he's worth that. 
Is he we'll a Boris see. guy too? Must be. I was about to ask. Is he a Boris guy? Only Probably. a Boris guy. Would Only a Boris guy be. would say something like that. I'm worth four hundred million easy. Oh, Boris guy, you know it. Just give one soda eight years, four hundred million. So yeah, so yeah, bada boom, bada bang. Ladies and gentlemen, we are keys to the city. Ted, I won't say it the name and our name six times because Ted said I said it like ten times in the beginning of the show, but. We had the Joseph Aguirre join us. The trio was back. The Italian science. Tommy Cutlets, give me a win this week, baby. Well, I know you Giant fans don't want to win, but we Eagles, need Tommy Eagles Cutlets. are going to probably re-sign Sue. Eagles? Yeah. Yeah, they're just trying to bring the whole gang just to get their asses kicked again by San Fran. It's okay. We need Tommy Cutlets. Say it with oh, me. One of you guys finally. Jets are releasing Tim Boyle. Thank you. Somebody give me a Tommy Cutlets t-shirt. That's all I want for Christmas. Nope. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Keys to the City. We'll see you next episode. We are out. You are now in tune to the Keys to the City podcast.